little Tchaikovsky for you there this morning. Welcome to It's a Religion Thanksgiving Day Special. And uh, we welcome you. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And it's Thanksgiving Day, folks. Maybe I should uh, put all that uh, away for today and just be thankful be thankful that there is a god that created this wonderful universe that we live in isn't that great that they called it one verse god spoke and it was done he created it and that's why they call it the universe so if you didn't know that welcome to the club i didn't know that at one time either didn't even think about it actually but there it is so i hope you uh have an opportunity to be with people today to enjoy a meal together and hopefully it would be so and thanks to the creator who created you and the one who saved you the one who is coming back someday to redeem all of us and uh, those that have not put their faith and trust in him uh, will not be sticking around uh, at least according to his word so um you know, humans could come up with all kinds of interesting ways to try and get around that. But at the end of the day, that is what it is. And God is the one who owns all this. He's the one who owns your life. You wouldn't have life without him giving it to you. Excuse me. Yeah, you may have been born by two parents, but it says God is the one who opens the womb. And um, he's the one that designed it that way. That, you know, I... I just marvel at folks who, who look at this world and think that all this could have happened by chance. It makes absolutely no sense. You know, the, the idea of evolution and, and things like that, when you look at things slowly developing, uh, you know, I love the fact that the, the Christian folks have come up with this idea of uh, irreducible complexity or Christian scientists, people who trust in God uh, and actually do real science. Uh, have offered this idea of irreducible complexity as a as a thwart to evolution. I mean, I just I go as far as saying, look, there's two. You know, there's a man and a woman, or a male and female, just about for every gender. I think you know the the folks will try and use the one animal that doesn't have two or something like that as a as an example. Although it's not necessarily the case, but the other three hundred. 3,500 kinds have male and female, and that's how they procreate. So you're telling me evolution somehow managed to create a male and female of each kind when it didn't even need two to come up with the first kind? Hmm. I mean, the whole thing is preposterous. So I'm thankful that there's a Bible, that there, the Word of God that can speak to you is there that you can find out about who this God is and what he did and the history behind the creation and all that. I mean, what a glorious thing that is when you think about it. Excuse me, sorry. I had to get that. So, if you don't know him this morning, find him. Go look for him. Seek him and you will, and he will be found. Read his word. Read the book of John in the Bible. Find a Bible. Download a Bible app. Get in God's word and, and get to know this uh, incredible God that created all this. 
And um, you won't be the same. Trust me. You will not be the same. So here it's a religion. That's where we start. We start with the Bible. The Bible is true. The Bible is the word of God. And yeah, you can argue all you want about different versions and, and this word and that word. And this doesn't, you know, the failures of man to correctly and, and consistently and completely um, offer the word of God. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that God used, you know, 40 different authors from what I understand over about 1400 years to put this whole thing together. And yet it, it should amaze us all. It's, it's as consistent as it is. And when you write it in other languages and then try and put it in English, for those of us who speak English, um, it makes sense that it, it, you know, there'd be some issues with translating certain things and concepts. And so I think, um, you know, God has done his best through failed men to put into paper uh, his intentions. And, it, and through all that, the Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you into greater understanding. And so uh the hope or the encouragement if you will is to be tied to him spend time in them every day and and find out ask him say hey lord teach me uh, what your word says what your word means so we're going through the bible right now we started out in genesis 1 we are up to genesis 28 if you want to listen to any of that you can go back through those sessions and we're trying to do this in 15 minutes segments during the day to start your day with hopefully the word of god and some encouragement and really right now we're studying history because that's what the old testament is it's the history of the world up until the time of christ and then when you get into the new testament that is the portion that um, teaches us how to live in this life today so Let's look at uh, Genesis 28. Jacob sent to Laban. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him, You must not take a wife from the Canaanite woman. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. So he's being encouraged to marry his cousins. At this time, again, the law of God wasn't given yet, and the human genome uh, was more pure back then. And this, I don't think, would have been an issue. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may become a company of people. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padam Aram, to Laban, and the son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padam Aram to take a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and gone to Padam Aram. So when Esau saw that, the Canaanite women did not please Isaac, his father. Esau went to Ishmael, and took as his wife, besides the wives he had, 
Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nahobioth. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set, taking one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on earth and on top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give to you and your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall the families of the earth be blessed. Speaking of Christ. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took a stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of the city was Luz at the first. And Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I go, I will give and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house, and all that you give me I will give a full tenth to you. Thus again confirming the idea of giving a tenth to the Lord of the increase that you are given. And so, you know, the question is, will you, will we be thankful to God for all he has given us? And even the things that have been painful in our lives, even the things that don't make sense, even if we're in a position that we're not uh, perfect or we're not, uh, haven't achieved the things that we wanted or maybe we're having a Big Mac today instead of a turkey dinner. Um, or a meal down at the local shelter. You have life. God has given you that gift. And in that, we should be thankful to have breath in our lungs and to be able to look out and see birds in the trees and green grass, at least when it's summer, or snowflakes. And all the wonderful things that God has given us in this creation of his. And what a beautiful thing it is. And even more importantly, being thankful for the relationships that we have. Those of you who are married, do you truly thank God for your spouse? Those of us who have children, do you truly thank God for the children he's given you? Those of us who have a church family, do you truly thank God for the church family he's given you? Those who have wealth, who have means by which they can bless others, which is the reason I believe God gives wealth, 
is so that you can be a blessing to others, not so that you can hoard it for yourself. Are you truly thankful to have people to bless? And thankful that God has given you that responsibility? Are we truly thankful for our leaders? You know, I struggle with that myself right now because I question whether some of these leaders were the intent of God. I know God says he is the one that sets up kings and, and uh, governments and things. But I, I don't believe God would be involved in cheating. And when I see Joe Biden, every time I see that man, I see someone who was installed as president and did not win an election. There is no way he won that 2020 election. There is no way that man got 81 million votes. There's no way that uh, he got hundred, hundreds of thousands of votes dumped overnight when people weren't counting at all. It just, the whole thing is surreal. And the fact that everybody, you know, on the other side calls it a big lie is not something I'm going to be thankful for. And I just, I don't understand how God would be a part of that. But could he use that for the greater good? Can he use that for uh, people to be able to understand uh, how bad people are and how we need him, not Joe Biden, to save us? So I think that that is the greater thing we need to take away from that is that God is God and his kingdom is his kingdom. The kingdoms of this world pale in comparison to God's kingdom. And we need to be thankful for the kingdom of God and live in a way that, that uh, walks with that in mind. So be thankful today, folks. Lord God Almighty, I do thank you for who you are, for what you've done in creating all of us, for giving us life, for giving us hope that there will be a day when our Lord Jesus comes back and reclaims his kingdom on this earth. And what a beautiful day that will be. So I pray that you would encourage folks today, Lord, and that as the families gather across this great land, and that there would be a, a an awakening uh, back to you, back to truth, back to objective reality, Lord. And that the, the many things that that our enemy is trying to twist and turn and, and make uh, a mockery of your precepts and principles and patterns, that it would be thwarted, that, it, that you would be uh, on the throne in this country. So I thank you and praise you for your ways, Lord, not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, folks, for stopping by, and uh, we will catch you tomorrow. Busy sidewalks, dressed in the holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner, you hear. Silver bell, silver bell, silver bell. Yeah.